Paul Steinhauser. He reports nationally for Fox News, locally for us. Paul, I heard from some of the other candidates running for president on the Republican side uh, after yesterday, wanted to be on the show. And, of course, some are saying, you know, Iowa's right around the corner, big debate coming up. But New Hampshire's right. This is going to be a crescendo of events up until, uh, well, 19 days from today. Good morning, Paul. The first votes here in New Hampshire on Tuesday, January 23rd. How are you, Paul? I'm doing well, Jack, and you're absolutely right. This is crunch time. January 15th, just a few days away, the Iowa caucuses. We come eight days later right here on the 23rd with the first in the nation presidential primary. Things have been heating up. They're getting even hotter. Donald Trump's presidential campaign taking aim at Nikki Haley. Maybe another sign that she's really on the, on the move here in New Hampshire. A new ad out this morning slamming her, comparing her, tying her to President Biden on the border with Mexico and on the issue of illegal immigration. Uh, Jack, how about this? Uh, yesterday, uh, Nikki Haley here, uh, uh, well, actually, no, Nikki Haley's been very, Jack, she's been very careful not to, to raise expectations when you ask her a word. She needs to finish in Iowa, New Hampshire. She just says we need to be strong. But her top surrogate here, Chris Sununu, yesterday on the campaign trail here in New Hampshire with her, well, maybe going a little further, saying that not only will she come in second here in New Hampshire, guess what? She's going to win it here in New Hampshire. That's what he predicted. And he also said that she'll probably come in second in Iowa to Trump. So Sununu raising the bar. And finally, lastly, Haley yesterday at an event in uh, Milford said, Iowa starts it. You know you correct it. Well, those words didn't sit so well with Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds, who is backing Ron DeSantis, she came out a couple of minutes later last night and said, I trust Iowans to make their own decisions. No corrections, in quotes, needed. So the talk is definitely heating up, Jack. Plus, isn't Governor Sununa going to go to Iowa like his dad did uh, 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 You know, a few cycles ago, as they say, to campaign on behalf of his person there? Yep. Sununa is going to be in Iowa on Friday and Saturday, Friday for uh, a, a forum, but on Saturday he will be campaigning with Haley in Iowa. And um, hey, listen, I, I know probably that wasn't maybe the smartest thing for Haley to say about correcting what Iowa does, especially now that she's going to Iowa and asking for their vote. But let's be honest, the last three Republican winners in the presidential caucuses, uh, Ted Cruz in 2016, uh, uh, Rick Santorum in 2012, and Mike Huckabee in 2008. They all won the Iowa caucuses. They didn't win in New Hampshire, and they did not win the nomination. So she's got a point. Thank you, Paul. Paul Steinhaus reports nationally on a daily basis for Fox News and us here on Good Morning New Hampshire, the Pulse of an H, now powered by Sig Sauer in the New York. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Jack. John Decker, our own White House correspondent, joining us. I'm sorry, John. I thought we because we're the state police, John, I'm sorry to keep you on hold. You're a busy person. And, you know, there's not just a dispute over the border. This is getting to be a very heated political dispute between the White House, presidential candidates. Every day, almost one of these Republicans here will talk about the southern border, the crisis there, Biden administration suing Texas Department of you know Justice and the governor there. What a mess. John Decker, take it away. Well, that's right. Yesterday you had the House Speaker, uh, Mike Johnson, and 60 other House Republicans in Eagle Pass, Texas, uh, trying to draw attention to the issues at the U.S. border with Mexico, 300,000 migrants coming into the U.S. in the month of December alone. Uh, uh, President Biden uh, responding to this, uh, to my question, actually, Jack, Tuesday night when he came back from his vacation, I asked the president what he's going to do about what's happening at the southern border, and he replied, we've got to do something. Uh, but then he put the onus on Republicans saying, 
they ought to provide him with more funding so that he can protect the southern border. There are discussions going on right now on the Senate side for a security bill that would provide $14 billion in funding for additional security at the southern border, but would also, Jack, provide for changes in U.S. immigration policy. That, I think, is the big holdup in terms of striking a deal on that bill. John Decker on White House Correspondent. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. Thank you. Well, my question, if I could ask the president directly as the White House Correspondent, is why do you keep suing Texas for trying to do something about the problem when you're not? But that's me. I probably wouldn't last long in the White House press corps. Hey, going to switch gears. Lieutenant Chris Storm, New Hampshire State Police. Nice, nice enough to be in our studios this Thursday morning ahead of what could be a winter storm. Big surprise in January. Brought to you by Auto Fair. Lieutenant, thanks for being with us. Hey, good morning, Jack. Now, I know you're out of uh, headquarters these days. You oversee quite a swath, quite a, an array of uh, state police activities. Why don't you just tell us a little bit uh, before we talk about some snow maybe this weekend on the areas that you oversee? Uh, certainly. So I'm currently the commander of the Special Services Unit, which uh, oversees the K-9 unit, uh, the bomb squad, the drill team, the aviation unit, uh, the drill team, the drug recognition expert uh, unit, and uh, DARE. That's well. That's a lot. I guess you you have your plate full. Let's before we talk about highway safety, some of the the fatal crashes stats of twenty twenty three. Now that we're in a new year, obviously one's too many, but we know there are a lot. We're waiting to hear snow amounts, but the first coating we had of the season, I think there were more than eighty reports of motor vehicle accidents out there from a coating of snow. We might get you know we might get some real snow this weekend. Uh, why do we need to remind people of the obvious, but it seems like we do, right? Jack, it seems like every time it snows, we have to remind people to slow down, give themselves plenty of time, and also just be courteous while you're driving out there on our roadways here in New Hampshire. It is every single time we have numerous collisions, vehicles off the road that just put everybody else in jeopardy out there. Um, our tow truck drivers, our emergency responders, and then our DOT folks that are out there actually trying to clean our highways. So we just ask everybody that if they would just slow down, take a few extra minutes, and if they don't need to go anywhere, just please stay home. Do you think a lot of it is we just get used to, too many people get used to doing the same thing regardless of conditions, going the same speed? You know, if you're late, rushing it, pushing it, checking that text message, all the things we know we shouldn't do, just by habit, bad habit. Absolutely, and we become creatures of habit. But the other thing is, I think with technology um, increasing and the feeling that our vehicles are um, able to get through anything nowadays, um, the unfortunate part is they just don't stop. Yeah, I know. I think some people think if they have this or that or that, and they're going seventy-five or eighty, and it's snowy or icy, and they have red, you know, tail lights ahead, that they can stop on a dime. Yeah, and they they certainly cannot. Okay, now let's switch gears a little bit. Twenty twenty-three has come and gone. Fatal crashes. Yes. I know that sometimes on the highway signs, these numbers will be posted, um, but a big, big, you know, the, how are we doing on that front? Um, we actually, um, in 2023, we're down a little bit. So um, we, uh, unfortunately, um, we lost 127 people on our roadways. Uh, and as you just said a few minutes ago, one's obviously too many. 127. And that that's, that's families because most all of those people, I'd imagine, had someone else in their life. A hundred percent, Jack. And that's uh, one of the things that we urge people that, you know, please don't drink and drive. Please don't use drugs and operate a motor vehicle. And please, you know, pay attention to what's going on out there. Uh, anybody, um, every, someone has someone that loves them somewhere that uh, 
you know, we don't want to tragically have that come to an end or even worse, uh, you know, have to live and survive um, with uh, some of these severe injuries that uh, come with these crashes. Now, I don't know. You talk a lot with your troopers on the road. And by the way, thank you to all the people out there who work in public safety, not just the state police, local police, part time ambulance folks, tow, tow truck drivers, you name it, sheriffs, firefighters. Thank you. But. Let me ask you this, Lieutenant. Um, when you talk to troopers, or you yourself are out there, because you've done a lot of enforcement from the air and on the ground, are you finding these days that when you have a case of impairment, that it's not always just alcohol, that it's usually a combination or not? Or is it still, are you seeing one thing dominate over the other? Um, is it is it drugs, alcohol? You know, obviously I'm not saying it's not a drug, but you know what I'm saying. Is it prescription drugs? Is it illegal drugs? Uh, is it a combination is it medic- medicated stuff that people don't realize that they're driving and they're taking a muscle relaxant? I mean, what what are you finding out there? What do you see, what are the what does the data show? So the data actually shows all of the above, Jack. Um, we are seeing high levels of um, cannabis uh, use um, in combination with alcohol. Uh, we are unfortunately still seeing um, a lot of fentanyl use. Um, we're seeing some uh, methamphetamine use, um, cocaine. Unfortunately, we're starting to see a resurgence of crack cocaine. So we're seeing all of these different things on top of exactly what you just said, prescribed medications that people are out there driving, just not maybe sometimes not even realizing that they shouldn't be driving on those particular medications. Well, let's let's come back to this because the cannabis, marijuana, pot, it's a it's a hot debate because, you know, polls show that most people feel greater legalization should happen. We're one of the only states around us that doesn't have you know, basically legalized marijuana for recreational. I know that we've, uh, Governor Sununu and the legislature have reduced the criminality for uh, small possession amounts. I know we have uh, medicinal use. But a lot of people, I'm just going to tell you what I hear sometimes, you know what, I smoked a little bit, did this, that, I'm fine. But hey, talk about what the definition of impairment is when someone, when a trooper makes a stop or a local police and they're investigating. So uh, in here in New Hampshire, our laws basically say that if you have impairment to any degree, so anything that um, potentially uh, complicates your faculties um, or anything that diminishes your ability to operate that motor vehicle safely. Um, And we learn this on the side of the road when we start um, talking to the individual. Um, We conduct our standardized field sobriety and some uh, additional tests that we um, do. We're actively out there training all of our troopers, officers, and deputies um, in a program called A-Ride, which is an advanced roadside um, impairment. We're also um, formulating um, DREs, which are drug recognition experts. That's Mm -hmm. a uh, far more complicated um, course that uh, troopers, officers, and deputies go through to learn the signs and symptomology of impairment. Right. Right. Now, if someone's on prescribed, you know, legalized, you know, legal medications, but sometimes they can cause alert awareness. It could be, you know, uh, I'm just going to throw out everything. Um, you know, you have a bad back. Your your doctor and pharmacy can prescribe you something to alleviate the pain. It could be a muscle relaxant. It could be uh, a pain, uh, allevi- you know, something to alleviate pain. Uh, and the other thing is anxiety. You know, sometimes these medications, it could be 10 in the morning and, or middle of the day, someone's pulling into a supermarket and they, you know, you know, miss. You know, they don't navigate something well. Um, these can affect someone's alertness, being alert, right? Absolutely, Jack. All of the above. Um, all, we we basically have seven drug categories that we look at um, when we're out on the side of the road, and pretty much every drug that would impair your ability to operate a vehicle falls within one of those seven drug categories, and all of those can do a plethora of different things that will 
impair your ability to operate out on our roadways. 603-228-2080. If you have a question for uh, Lieutenant Chris Storm, we'll take it. 603-228-2080. 228-2080. Call now. J-Dog will put you on uh, before we let him go. Uh, not J-Dog, the lieutenant. But, Lieutenant, I want to go back not to be a stickler in detail. Hypothetical. So this is not an actual. Hypothetical. Sure. Middle of the day. No weather conditions going on. I always was raised by my, I think they were called the, your adults who taught you how to drive or your auto, you know, your, uh, your driver education people. Malls. It was long before malls grew. I mean, shopping areas where, you know, people are busy crossing big areas to be very careful on those inside those areas, stop signs. And a lot of times, not just here, and you hear about it in Florida all the time, someone crashes into someone, not on the road or highway, but in a, in a, parking lot where you might have a grocery store and a pharmacy, you know, big, you know, pauses. So let's just say hypothetically middle of the day, someone backs in or drives into a car. They have to call the police just for the damage reports. So police arrive and the person who's operating one vehicle and they say, uh, how you doing? Good. I just didn't see the vehicle. And the, I'm, I'm just being role playing. And the officer might say, well, um, you, you doing okay? Yeah. Yeah. I've been, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on some medications. I have a bad back. It's hard for me sometimes to, you know, I just in the vehicle and the, what if the officers, well, what, you know, do you mind my asking, can they ask what, what, what medications you're on yes, or how does that go? And if the person might say, I'm no, I haven't been drinking. I haven't taken any drugs, but you just said you're on some medications for your back or, or neck or so, you just had surgery. And the person might say, well, I'm on this or that. And you know, you, you do mind just, you know, talking to me a little bit. And if the officer determines that person's a little bit you know, not saying, you know, just not as with it, you know, medicated. Does that constitute impaired driving? Could could it hypothetically, you know, constitute impaired driving or the officer say, you know what, we're going to get someone to drive you home and you just shouldn't drive if you're on this because it can affect your, your ability to operate a vehicle, a car. So the answer to that, Jack, is um, if that officer trooper deputy notices that that person has any signs or symptoms that they may be impaired um, to operate. It could be speech. It could be alertness, answering questions. Absolutely. They, you know, they look at their eyes. They can see, you know, bloodshot, glassy eyes, different um, uh, size of their pupils. There's so many different things that they can look at. Um, And just the overall demeanor of that particular individual, they would then um, ask that person to um, conduct standardized field sobriety test. Once that standardized field sobriety test, they'll take the totality of those circumstances, you know, looking at, hey, this person crashed a vehicle, they looked um, potentially impaired, and then they didn't do so well on the standardized field sobriety test. And they um, formulate that, that basically that probable cause to then make that arrest for DWI. So I think sometimes a lot of people think, and it could be older people, I don't say older, but just some people that might be on more meds. I mean, I think you know, hopefully when you get older, you want to get off all meds, but you know how it works. They might think, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't had a drink, have, I don't smoke, nothing. i just taken this medication they told me to for my, you know, I, I have a herniated disc in my neck. And they might not realize sometimes that this stuff can affect you, you know, if you had to run out and get an errand or run to the grocery store. That's what I'm saying. All right, any other final thoughts on how can the motoring public help you and your job and remind people on what they should call in and what they should not call in, how to do it, what's the protocol? Absolutely. Anytime that they see anything, it's that see something, say something. We want them to call 911 if they believe that they see someone that's either out there impaired, someone maybe potentially committing a crime, or anything else like that. We would want them to immediately call 911 and let us know. The other thing that we really ask everybody right now is to please move over. Um, When you see a police officer, a DOT worker, firefighter, 
or, or anybody else even on the side of the road, which we're actually actively working to help um, change some legislation right now to, for the move over law to add disabled vehicle to that so that if anybody's on the side of the road, that we're making sure that these folks move over and give a wide berth so that everybody's safe out there. I, and again, I think it's just people being distracted every time. And I mean, almost every day on 101, I'll see a reason to move over. I'll see either a work crew and a local officer or sheriff deputies or a trooper vehicle with the blue lights on or an accident or it could be a you know a highway uh, crew uh, putting in a pole or take I you know almost every day and I'm always amazed at how late people wait until they move over and, they, and, then, and then they can be dangerous because they might move over too quickly whereas if they've done it earlier because you can see the lights ahead it might have you know put on your blinker and uh, do it safer right Absolutely. Um, just last night, we had a trooper that was uh, struck last night on uh, out on the interstate. Again? Yes, sir. And one of our, our canine officers, he uh, he got struck out on, uh, I believe it was Interstate 93, while he was uh, pulling up to an accident and got uh, struck in the uh, rear for someone not moving over. He uh, or the vehicle or both? Um, he was not in the uh, in the vehicle. He um, was his, hit. His canine partner was in the vehicle. The canine is absolutely fine. How was the trooper? Um, he was fine. He's outside of the vehicle. And he was hit. Yeah, yeah, his vehicle was hit. Oh, his, his vehicle. His, but his then, and then he hit. was then hit. Oh my goodness! But he's outside the vehicle. Yes, sir. And the and the canine's okay. The canine is fine. Amazing, sir. amazing. It, that that someone could hit a a vehicle that's stationary with blue lights on. Yeah, it, and it just not just not a, a police car. You know, up in uh, Sanbornville a few uh, few weeks ago, there the gentleman was out changing his tire and got struck uh, and killed. So we just ask everybody to just slow down and move over for anything or any kind of highway obstruction. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because sometimes when I see a vehicle and no one's hurt, but there's something wrong with the vehicle. This one you're not going to believe. If you heard about this one, I'm not the only one who saw it. I, it, was, it was during the holiday week. I think it was between Christmas and New Year's, J-Dog. We were doing the show Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right? Let's see. It was what, Last week. Last week was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Yep. One of the days, <clears throat> I think I was going back on 101, so I was going 101 East. <clears throat> and I saw a couple guys outside a vehicle, and another one stopped behind him. And one of the vehicles, I saw smoke coming out of it. It was actually an engine fire. And they're right up, like mechanics, looking at it with the car on fire. And I'm like, get away from the vehicle. Get up onto the shoulder in the bank and get away from that thing. It could blow. And they're like, they're like right there looking at it, and the flames are coming out as high as the hood. Yes. Uh- <laughs> I was like, really? But anyway, the other one is if... Someone does have a motor vehicle situation, a flat tire. My my advice, but I'm not you, Lieutenant Storm, is, okay, pull over, put on your hazards if you have anything else to mark behind you. But if you're going to work on that vehicle, you might want to wait till there's someone of an official capacity to mark the scene so that you can do it safely. Because sometimes people get right on the ground, and they don't see someone barreling at them. Absolutely, Jack. In a breakdown lane. We, we urge those um, folks, you can absolutely call. If we have, and unfortunately due to a lot of different circumstances, we may not always have someone right. to send out there. But in certain times of the day, we have the um, service patrol that's out there on some of our major interstate um, right. uh, operated by DOT. They are wonderful. They will help you. They put a big vehicle behind you to help keep you safe. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And thank you, Lieutenant Storm. And snow this week and slow down. Don't be distracted. Use your head. We don't want those statistics to go up. The state police brought to you by AutoFair. Thank you, Lieutenant. You're welcome, Jack. I said, really, nothing's for free in life, right? No free lunch, no this or that. But guess what? can help you save 500 bucks, real money. 500 bucks. Where? One of our great friends at AutoFair. AutoFair Nissan and Stratum. That's where I go for my vehicle service and stuff. I have a great newer, not brand new, but newer Frontier pickup that I love. And Adam, one of the folks, one of the managers there joining us, AutoFair Nissan and Stratum, New Hampshire, 
a way to really save 500 bucks on top of the good deal, a great deal you already get on anything new or used. Adam, tell us about it. Good morning, Jack. How are you? Uh, great to chat with you again. Yeah, I mean, there are no strings attached. It's mention your name and any other incentive or anything going on. It doesn't, uh, doesn't preclude you from getting any of that stuff. So it's, it's just an extra 500 bucks for listening to your show, mentioning your name, and uh, helping support local media here in the community. So all they have to say is just Jack, the J-A-C-K, Jack. When they go in and they're about to look at something, they say, oh, by the way, Jack, I listen to Jack, and that person will know to, okay, 500 off. Yeah, oh, that's that's it's very simple. It's it's Jack, and and that's the magic word to get five hundred bucks off any new or used car uh, in stock at Auto Fair. Now, speaking with one person recently, while you are a Nissan dealership, you have a lot of other inventory, right? That people are trading and on the lot as well as new or used, right? Yeah, there's there's a ton of pre-owned inventory available on the lot, and right now uh, we're seeing inventory levels that are almost unprecedented. Uh, unprecedented since uh you know 2020 levels so um we know consumers have been squeezed everywhere inventory has been tight for years prices have been absurd for years and now we're starting to see things come back down and we and we just want to really get people that have been waiting um for a deal get the best deal to right out of the gate in 2024 yeah you know and it's interesting you know i i, I was telling a friend over the weekend or actually someone close to me like uh one of my um uh, I guess I'd say knees from Maine was passing through, and she said, I didn't know you had a pickup truck, Uncle Jack. I said, that's all I drive these days. I won't drive anything else. So you know, and when I go by Autofair Nissan, I, sometimes I'll see out in the point there where people turn in because it's such a convenient area there in Stratum. I'll see some of the new Nissans, but I'll also see like a GMC. I'll see a Ford. I'll see some other pickup trucks there. So you do have plenty of inventory. Absolutely, and we're seeing trades of, of everything coming in right now. So there's there's almost every brand we have covered at this point, and you know, like you said, from GMC, Chevy, uh, Fords, uh, whatever it is that's a pre-owned mix, uh, we, we pretty much have it or we can get it. All right. Well, you know, again, the easiest way. And by the way, um, Adam, with uh, Auto Fair Nissan and Strama, is this just new buying or leased or used vehicles if they say, Jack, 500 bucks? Uh, it's any vehicle in stock, new, used, buy, lease. Um, awesome. whatever it is, just mention your name and they get 500 bucks. No questions asked. I'm flattered. I love it. All right. Well, get in there, get in there. Thank you. And we'll keep, we'll keep uh, reminding folks. Thank you, Adam. Make it a great uh, Thursday. Thanks Jack. You as well. And they could ask for you too, right? They sure can. I am there every day, actually, but Thursday. So came in today to chat with you, but I'll be heading out shortly, but they can all ask for me and mention your name. Well, you got a great team there. Thank you, Adam. Thanks Jack.